This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 320, for the week of Wednesday, the 18th of April, 2018. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben! And Adam. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the DC Collectibles Batman Animated Joker Expressions Pack, and in our discussion topic, we break down the Bandai SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Shenron action figure. Well, guys, Skype nearly kicked our butts tonight. No, actually, Hello. Skype, it was microphones, or I don't know what. Yeah, hey. it was me. Just say it. It was me. Well, it was me. <laughs> let, let the team down with Look. phantom setting changes. <laughs> we, we take turns. I think that's the encouraging thing about it. Like If it was always the same person uh, with technology issues, it would be a drag. But it's unpredictable, and it strikes everyone from time to time. So yeah. we... Uh, and I do love how I went, let's see if we can get going half an hour earlier. That'd be awesome. And then I promptly wasted half an hour playing with all my <laughs> settings, so. which then just got resolved because it's like, have you tried turning it off and turning it on again? Uh, <laughs> That's because I'm yeah. too professional. Yeah. I, know, I know these strategies. <laughs> I think when it comes to software, you get what you pay for. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin. It doesn't feel like hello because we've been talking and, well, as Adam and I have done a lot of listening to Ben Matt and Ray, to be totally honest. Um, but, uh, <laughs> which is always amusing. There's a lot of loud tapping noises as well, which was, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Like, fill a whole show of all the recorded moments of Ben Rassafrassing. <laughs> really? Because sure. I don't. I don't I don't use profanity in front of my children, so I end up using it in situations like this, and so I just spend the entire time cursing at my computer. <laughs> well, um, besides cursing at your computer um, what and wrestling with your technology, what have you been up to, Mr. Ben? <laughs> um, <clears throat> what have I been up to? Uh, toy acquisitions? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nothing specific. I, I I did pick up a couple of Marvel Legends Iron Man figures that I uh, was missing. I uh, decided to to bulk up my Iron Man armory, and there were a number that never made it to Australia back in the old days. And so, yeah, I started doing that that eBay stalking thing where you have a bit of a look and you go, "Oh my god, I'm not paying that much." Uh, and then you know you, you play the long game, and I. I know that people aren't going to believe me and people can send in and call me a liar, but I actually bought one from Simply Best Prices because it was a best price. No way. I know. I'm as shocked as you guys are. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that bizarre? I I couldn't believe it. For what? Yeah, it was one of the, uh, the, well, it was around the, the time the Iron Man movie figures came out and they had a few dodgy ones but then i had a few really cool ones and one of them was heavy artillery where he was in this pretty cool suit of red armor with you know a few extras and that sort of thing and that's one of the ones that actually holds its price quite well uh and i did 
my long game and was stalking and, you know, there was a guy in Greece selling one for $120 and I thought, yeah, not, not a chance, crazy man. Uh, and then suddenly one popped up in my eBay search from Simply Best Prices and it was still carded uh, and it was $50, $54 posted. Posted even. Can you believe that? Ah. So, so yeah, I, I'm almost prepared to take back all those nasty things I said about them, but um, I don't think I'm quite ready. So I, I need another couple of scores before I, you know, can say anything polite about them. But, yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal is with Simply Best Prices. It's um, uh, it's obviously some sort of weird third-party proxy that auto-generates prices or, or something because, you know, we've even poked fun at them a few times and sent them messages going, you know, are, are you serious that you want $900 for something that's selling everywhere else on eBay for 50 uh, yeah. And then get this polite message back going, oh, thank you so much for pointing that way out. We've adjusted our price accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was like just kind of all run by a bot. Do you know what I mean? I mean not that, yeah, I mean, yeah, not that it's not legit right. sales, but like it just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and, and, yeah. and I think there's probably something about the just the law of averages and. Um, the volume of visitors that, you know, if you put up, a, you know, a thousand things at ridiculous prices that every, you know, and you sell one every so often yes. just because somebody doesn't do the research properly or <laughs> panic buys, you know, like then you uh, probably make money. It's probably yeah. behind the scenes. There's some artificial intelligence that's just shedding a silicon tear. To, I just want to make people happy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, maybe it's a bot that actually you know, is really bad at math and legit thinks that they are the best prices. I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe it's just trying to work out what the market price is. Well, that certainly, but, yeah. Yeah, if you get people getting sucked in for some of it. I mean, it's frustrating because, uh, you know, anything toy-related that you search for, no matter what, what you're searching for, uh, a new Marvel legend, an old Marvel legend, DC Universe classics, uh, simply best prices always pops up in in the list of um, you know uh, you know people selling it. It's, it's, and of course, yeah. you just scroll past most of the time. I wish you could block. They seem to stop an awful lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I wish you block, <laughs> yes. no, seriously, because it's like I, you know, there's a couple of things like that for stuff that yeah. I'm often searching for. Where it's like, look, I you know, I either I I bought from that seller and I'm never going to buy again. Or um, I just don't want to see that, and that's a perfect example of it because it's just kind of like yeah. spam, you know. Like, and so it would be nice if you could actually just say, "Hide this seller from my feed. I don't want to see it." But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I don't think that would be a top dev item in a, a coming eBay <laughs> sprint um, because you know, works against the whole making money thing. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now you texted me about an acquisition as well. Oh, did I? Oh, cool. <laughs> what it was, was it? You? Maybe it was a bug. It was one of those. <laughs> oh, I had all these. I had all these sideshow reward points uh, lying around. Oh, so oh, oh, yes. Thank you for reminding. Me. Yes, I, I, I mentioned some weeks ago that uh, in my my last kind of hurrah with sideshow, not not an intentional one, but I, I had that situation where. Uh, about two or three items shipped on time in about a four-week period, but I had something turn up late and then something ship early. So I had about sort of five premium formats come in 
within about a five-week period. And, of course, that means that 40 days later, you get all your reward points. So I've had about 135 US dollars just sitting in my Sideshow account. And they just haven't released anything that I've been ready to pull the trigger on. There's, there's a few that I'm sort of umming and ahhing about. But uh, then they solicited the new uh, premium format, Daredevil which uh, I have to say Daniel Bell, uh, the sculptor, just knocked it out of the park as far as I'm concerned. I, I think um, Sideshow are upping their game in the level of detail uh, in, in some of their pieces, really trying to sort of move away from that. Yes, it does look like a person wearing spandex to someone sort of wearing a slightly armoured version of the traditional suit. And I think uh, in this particular uh, piece, Daniel's really sort of captured that middle ground between I guess, a, a more realistic suit, but also trying to stay very, very true to the um, the source material. And, and I think, you know, the, the alternate uh, portrait, which is really just another masked head. I mean, what, what can you really do with Daredevil as, a, as an alternate? And the good thing is they've actually gone with a really classic style head, which I think works quite well. So, so yes, I, I blew all my points on, on that one and, uh, yeah, got a, a significant chunk off of the recommended retail price. So, huzzah! Nice. Yeah. And Mr. Adam, yeah. what about you? What's happening in your life? What, uh, what have you bought recently? All the things. Uh, um, I'm meant to have a life now. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's a prerequisite, dude. I'm sure we interviewed you about that when we brought you on board. <laughs> uh, no? Well, then, like, we may have to review my terms of, uh, of employment. Um, no, not much has been happening. Um... I'm trying to think, eh, mainly just relaxing and wow. whatnot, my usual. Um, things I have bought recently, I got a box from Big Bad Toy Store this week, which was cool, nice. um, that has many things in it. It has um, the item that Ben and I will discuss tonight. It has further SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z things. So I've got a Yamcha, a Tenshinhan, Kid Goku, Super Saiyan God Goku, and Super Sailor Jupiter from Sailor Moon. Um, I think there was something that I ordered last week, and it was something that we were discussing during the show, but um, compulsive buying is, is not something that I remember so well, so I can't oh. – it escapes me what it was. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Mm. I actually forgot to mention that uh, I, I joined Adam in uh, in his marathon efforts. Uh, Adam yes. does marath marathons, and I, I did one too. Hooray for me. And he really? it didn't involve actual, no, oh. didn't involve running at all. Oh. I, uh, I I caught the, the dreaded lurgy off the children and uh, was feeling pretty miserable after having it all weekend. So uh, when Monday rolled around, I, I just felt like crap, and I thought, well, no one's going to be home today. I think, you know, I'm well and truly in need of a, a sick day. <laughs> so I, I sat up on the couch and thought, oh, what can I watch? And I thought, oh, I'm... I stopped watching Dragon Ball with uh, the kids because it started to get a bit too violent, and I haven't really watched one since then. So, yeah, I might just put an episode on. And so I watched an episode. They only go for 20 minutes, and that finished, and the next one came on. I thought, yeah, I'll just watch another one because I'm too lazy to get up. And, yeah, 19 episodes later. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a season. <laughs> so I was, I was pretty pleased with that effort. <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Mr. Scotty? Yeah, all good on the Scotty front. I am uh, coming to you from uh, Waterloo in Sydney, uh, doing work at our uh, home office, or no, what is it, not home office, um, head office, 
I knew it was nearly there. Uh, staying in this, like, because I think we've got this corporate travel thing, so like, you know, they book whatever and we, and you get an upgrade. And so I, you know, I, I liked staying at a service department so I can cook for myself. And uh, yes. I've been upgraded to a two-story, two-bedroom apartment, um, which was actually a pain because all the living's on the downstairs. <laughs> everything's on the top. And so I keep having to go, oh, damn, I left that up there. And, um, I texted my wife last night and just said, I'm so glad we built a one-story house. It was such a good decision because I've been here for 10 minutes and I hate it all. Day. Yeah. <laughs> the novelty wears off very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. The kids are very cross at us because we had originally thought we were going to go two-story. And then for a number of reasons, we went for basically the same size house, but a, you know, one story instead. Yeah. Like, and um, yeah, partly because my parents were trapped in their two-story house and getting sick. And I was like, nah, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but because we had dangled the two-story in front of them, the kids were cross for about three years. Um, they're okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, in fact, one of them said the other day, oh, they spent like a couple of days at their friend's house and they came back and they're like, oh, I'm so glad we're all on one story. I'm just like, I'm up and downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's all good. Um, and I haven't bought anything majorly for a while. And then in the last week or so, I've bought things. Um I have got my Toy of the Week that I'm going to review tonight, the DC Collectibles Joker Expressions Pack from Batman Animated. I got um, the uh, – well, I have unpacked um, now the Raven and Starfire uh, bombshell statues that um, I have spoken about, and I have bought uh, – finally got my – premium format Lex Luthor statue um, and shipping notice for Zatanna as well. So it's like, yeah, cool. cool. So yeah, so I had, uh, you know, a pop culture superstore, um, which is an Australian retail change that used to sponsor our show. Um, the, uh, but we still like you, uh, especially when we get discounts and they <laughs> had a, they have their own little thing called pop culture pennies. And, uh, they're, they're quite generous, actually. And then they had a 13% off on Friday the 13th sale, which I totally missed, but our um, good friend Eddie texted me about. And so I was like, oh, I think I've got a like, you can, if you, you, depending on the number of pennies you cash in, you can get like, uh, you know, 50, 10 bucks off, $50 off, 10% off. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I, and, and they let you combine, the pennies with other offers, so I got twenty three percent off my sweet. Yeah, cool. Luthor, which has arrived today in Melbourne when I'm here in Sydney, and that's sad, but that's okay. I'll live. Um, so yeah, it's all good. That's a pretty decent number. Yeah, good job. No, so, I was really happy with carrying all. Yeah. Okay. Carrying all of that, I, I remembered um, the thing I bought was the drag or pre order was the Dragon Ball Figure Arts Bulma, uh, which is cool. And the other thing was while you talk about the Starfire and Raven, I forgot to take a photo when we went past again. Um, when we went to the footy the other day going down King William Street in Adelaide, um, I saw that one of the comic stores had the um, Raven and Starfire in the front window sitting next to each other. I was like, coinky dink. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Out, out of the box or in the box? Uh, in the boxes. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's funny. Um. Like the the Raven's been around for a while, and she's actually a beautiful piece. So, um, but 
uh, Starfire is new, so there you go. Hmm. Cool. Well, we have got stuff to talk about, and uh, also I believe that we may have the return of a much loved segment in this show, at least. Indeed. Hooray. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to find out later um, what that is. It could be the return of the Captain Handyman update. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll go away and you can wait and find out. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, it's time to move on to one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Now, each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be a new release, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And for this episode, Scotty is taking it away. Taking it away? I'm taking it away, man. Take it away. (laughs) Okay, I'll take it away. Uh, Oh, actually, I'm going to belch first. (laughs) Wow. I haven't done that for a while either. Okay. Professional to the end. I came straight. (laughs) Like, I just, because mm. like, I just had a sip of Pepsi and then I was like, oh, damn it, it's coming. Um, okay, I might edit that out. Here we go. In- <laughs> it's kind of you. <laughs> Four, three, I'll just talk. Thanks, Ben. I am returning to a line that I have continued to collect but have not reviewed on the show for quite a while. And that is the latest release from the DC Collectibles Batman animated action figure line. And this is the Joker Expressions Pack. Um, I was reviewing waves of this when they first came out, but so many came out and I was reviewing other things. And I just kind of lost track of where I was up to along the way. Um, but this was one that was definitely worth coming back for to discuss. So the if you are not familiar with this line, uh, Batman the Animated Series is obviously uh, a... Pop culture classic, and for a slightly younger generation than Ben and myself, um, it could be kind of considered like their super friends gateway drug into all this Mm. stuff that we do now, slash the reason Mm. why we're poor. Um, And the the there was a three and three quarter line produced of these uh, characters and all their versions, much closer to the actual life of the show. And then much later in the piece, DC Collectibles has come back with a six-inch line, um, which was kind of one of those, like, wow, this could be cool or terrible ideas. And it's turned out actually to be awesome. So we have had quite a range of the uh, characters from both iterations of that show and some you know, versions of characters from each um, in, the, uh, in, in the past kind of oh, maybe three years now. This has been going some a couple of vehicles and play sets and three packs and all kinds of things, which is great. And then uh, I did review, I'm pretty sure on the show a while ago, 
the Batman Expressions pack, which was the first in this line, which mm. is, you know, was, oh, maybe not actually. Definitely had it. Batman with a few swap out parts and lots of swap out heads, um, which was cool. And the, the, but, you know, Batman only has so many expressions. And so I, I wouldn't say that it was a set your world on fire thing. Um, but when we think about the Joker and the, this animated version of the Joker, which to me is just a really iconic character, um, you know, Mark Hamill, um, you know, just making magic, as it were, um, we are talking expressions galore. So the expressions you know, pack is something that I was not set to pre-order, but definitely thought I'll check that out and uh, see what I think of it. And I have a new local comic shop, um, which I mentioned once on the show before, um, which is Secret Headquarters in Beaconsfield in Victoria. Uh, my heart will always be at All Star Comics in Melbourne, but it's just like super far away from where I live. And so <laughs> I can, and I legit can never get there. And I work like, you know, 10 minutes away from it um, as the crow flies, but like ridiculous traffic from it just from any times of day that I could go. So, um, uh, so I've started popping into Secret Headquarters, and the there's a lovely lady that runs that, and her son is quite into all of this stuff, and he works there with her, and so they're, they're great fun. And he is a toy collector as well, which is cool. So I popped in and saw this and uh, decided to pick it up and had a chat with the lady about it because her son had bought the other one that they got in, and you know, all fun. So this is the Joker and the, I guess, same sort of figure w with some swap out parts, but then uh, obviously with multiple expressions and they're like full on swap out heads, not just expression plates, which is cool. And then some other pieces as well. Um, I have looked far and low and wide and high and whatever the correct expression is for some sculpting credits for this, just because the sculpting is amazing. Um, now, having said that, I did all that tonight, and if I thought about that earlier, I definitely could have probably messaged a couple of people and found out who did it, <laughs> um, but I didn't. So when I say I worked hard, I mean like for five whole minutes intensely, um, but didn't find out. Um, but huge credit to whoever did the sculpting here because, um, spoilers, it's great. The But the uh, dolly writing of this, I'm still up in the air about for a couple of reasons, and I'll seek your advice, Ben and Adam. Um, when I come to that point on what is important here. So please pay attention. Um, it's kind of like there's a test at the end. Cool? Okay. I'm uh, taking notes. Okay, excellent. Fantastic. So uh, packaging, one of my annoyances with the single figures in this line is that unlike almost everything else with DC collectibles is doing these days, it is not collector-friendly. It's blister cards and rant, rave, rant, rave, because I don't display my action figures. I store them and... Uh, Complain, complain. Um, so, however, the multi packs of figures and special things like this are in co collector friendly. Oh my goodness, collector friendly packaging. Said that five times fast. And we get a window box with an openable uh, lid that we can take off and slide out a tray that has a cardboard tray with two plastic trays in it that hold all of the goodies. The top tray holds the figure and the multiple swap out uh, parts and heads and accessories. And then the bottom tray holds swap out hands and two different kinds of bases. So 
Um, I'll go with the figure first and then talk about all of the accessories. So this, the articulation for this line to me is really interesting. It's something that before the figures first came out, there was a lot of commentary about because there are some odd visible cuts um, in the hip area. And it is uh, articulation that's designed specifically for this line because the whole Bruce Tim style figures is, you know, characters with larger torsos, thin waists and thin legs. And that makes uh, a cute or, or fun animation, um, but it makes a very top-heavy action figure line as evidenced by all of my Justice League Unlimited things which have dents in their heads from falling over constantly. <laughs> yes. And there was remember the guy in, that guy in the AFB forum that used to glue his to his shelves? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, he used to glue the feet. And then he had that really hot summer where then the, the – plastic softened and so they all tipped over but because their feet were glued they just kind of went <laughs> oh my gosh i do remember that <laughs> yeah and so and this was a concern of mine particularly for the female figures because they've got these teeny tiny legs and the justice league unlimited female figures were basically impossible to stand up without a, a stand the um the way that they've gotten around this is through doing this really interesting hip cut that it does create a really visible line through the kind of the the center of the the hip um going right into the the groin piece and it's not pretty but from a standing point of view it actually doesn't just help them stand up it actually allows them to stand up in a variety of poses and um you know to me that's important when you're if if you are wanting to kind of display this stuff and particularly with the range of expression that these different swap out heads give you having a figure that can be equally expressive in terms of its physicality is important. So I, I read something on Twitter just the other day about someone commenting about how much they don't like the look of this articulation and I totally get it. But from a posing point of view, to me, I'll, I'll, I'll live with it because it's the only way to make this visual piece of just the way that his his characters work actually posable. So in terms of parts, the before we talk about swap out heads, there are actually two different coats and then matching arms that you can display this figure with. So if you want the more Mask of the Phantasm, Joker's Wild look, then you can go for the uh, gray trench coat and the hat head with a hat on it. And the way that this is done is that the arms come off and then you can swap coats. Or if you want your more, I guess, recognizable and iconic Joker, then you can pop on the purple coat and the purple arms. And that actually all comes on and off relatively easy. The arms uh, are easy to take out, pretty easy to put back in, and the jacket takes a little bit of massaging to fit, but there's actually a little piece sculpted into the back of the figure that allows a little, uh, I can't think of the right word, raised part of the jacket to go into it to kind of make it go a little bit more flush. When you first take the jacket on 
often put the new one on, it, it kind of looks like, oh my gosh, this is never actually going to look okay. <laughs> but then there's actually little grooves in the front of the figure as well that the jacket goes into. So once you kind of do a little bit of pressing around, it actually looks fine. And I think it's a nice kind of addition to the pack as opposed to just a bunch of swap out heads. It's a way of delivering that other look if that's what you prefer. It's not my bag because the you know, I'm, I'm a purple Joker guy, um, but I I think that's fine. So, and heads, well, I'll talk about the heads in a little bit more detail in a moment. The heads are easy to swap on and off as well, which all lures you into a full, lures, what do I mean? Boy, I'm having trouble with the words tonight. The, it lulls, lulls you into a false sense of security about how easy it will be to swap on and off the hands. Now, of course, the purple arms come without hands attached, so you have to deal with hands, and this is when your life turns into a living nightmare. The Now, if I was Ben, then I probably would have just gotten out my handy drill and <laughs> you know drilled ho- holes into the wrist, wrists of the purple arms, because the hands just do not fit into it. But of course, I while I purchased this a while ago, I knew I was going to be reviewing it tonight on the road, so I didn't unpack it until I was here in my hotel. And so I used the end of a corkscrew <laughs> to um, well, try Well and, done, MacGyver. Yes, I th- yeah, thank you very much. That's exactly what I felt like. Um, to just try and get enough... Uh, I didn't have time to do the boil and pop. But in the meantime, and this actually happened a little bit with putting the purple arms in as well, that as you're trying to put it in, you're getting little shavings of plastic (laughs) coming out at you, which is just never a good feeling when you're talking about action figures. Um, You know, you want all of the pieces that are on it to stay on it and not kind of start splintering off. So it's not a nice feeling. Um, the, The... yeah, I'm still actually the the left arm of the purple jacket. I still don't actually have a hundred percent in. Um, and again, it's, you know, it's partly that same that same issue where it's uh, it's pretty tight. So I may have to do a, a bit of a hair dryer job or boil and pop later. Um, now we all know that Scotty has limited patience because um, I'm not a huge articulation guy. I'm not a huge. I need to swap out every accessory guy. Um, and if I, if it looks hard, then I'm just going to leave it however it came. But this was like a, there's no going back moment <laughs> because, you know, I'd let the genie out of the bottle, <laughs> took the gray jacket off. And now, um, I have managed to get some hands in, but those will probably be the hands that will stay in this figure until either I sell it or my children give it away after I die. Um, and I don't care. Um, and that's frustrating, right? Because it, it shouldn't be this hard, like swap out bits and pieces, shouldn't be as hard to swap out as they are. And like swap out hands, not a new thing. Been around for a while. Yeah. So feel like the the technology could have been a little bit more perfected. Okay. Mm. So look, that's end ranting and raving, but I feel like the assembly bit needs to come back into it when we come back to the dolly rating. Sculpt wise, this is magnificent and I if I, I will find out who sculpted these heads and I'll post it on Facebook. Um, and they are amazing. 
I'm not going to try and describe them all because they're just wacky joker expressions, but I will point out a couple that I just love because we've, we've got angry and scowling and different kinds of laughing, like laughing with happy eyes and laughing with evil eyes, which is just great. We've got one kind of nervous looking to the left one, which I love. Um, and then we've got one which this is when I was chatting to the lady that owns Secret Headquarters about her son's display. I wouldn't have thought of using it like this, but there's one that just kind of looks like a googly-eyed scowl, but where one eye is kind of more open than the other and his jaw is quite twisted. And what she said to me was that her son's display has got, uh, using the the stands I'll talk about in a moment, has got this googly-eyed skew-with-mouth uh, head on Joker with the Batman looking like he's just punched him. Hmm. Yeah, so just kind of, and, and I was like, I get it, I'm sold, that's what I want to do, and I don't even do that. <laughs> um, like, <but> it's cool. <laughs> so th- these are just, they're brilliant. They are absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And the paint is perfect as well on all of the, the heads, just exceptional, exceptional. Um, in terms of what the toy comes with, um, overall, we get seven heads. So the one that it's packaged on plus six others. Oh, not I lied. Oh my gosh, I'm just fake news. Fake news. Um, eight heads. Sorry, seven <laughs> in the pack, and then the one with the hat that's on the figure. When it comes, we get two coats, four arms in total, and then we get um, overall. Now this is kind of funny. We get eight eight hands so you get the two that he's packaged with on the gray arms which are just the closed fists the traditional your figure comes packaged with these installed and then we have um some just flat out palms extended hands we have holding hands and we have trigger figure hands finger hands which is great because he comes with uh two different guns he comes with the, the the revolver with the Joker face on it that's from Joker's Wild, and the the uh, sculpting on just even that little face is exceptional. It's really really good. Um, and he does. He's got the. At first, I was like, oh, mine's got a little problem with his teeth, and I was like, oh no, that's the end of the gun because it's a gun. Hello. Um. So just like, but just the sculpting and paint work on this little Joker head on the end of this revolver is just as good as all of the like full-size heads, which is awesome. And then the other piece um, is he comes with the bang revolver from Harley and Ivy. Um, and so, you know, that's the kind of traditional um, bang your dead one. Um, more breakable than I would like. I wouldn't recommend twisting the little bang too much if you're a, a toy twister um and then when we get to the bases we have something that now i have to confess i did not i definitely didn't review the batman expressions pack because i haven't opened it in the same detail so i'm not sure if it comes with the same base as joker does but it's a real he actually comes with two bases he comes with just a round white figure stand if you just want to have a little base for him but then he also comes with a larger uh 
plastic stand with an adjustable arm that is, let's call it an articulating stand. And it has in it pegs where you could actually support more than one figure and do kind of fighting or falling or flying poses. And I have, I, I personally cannot be bothered to actually assemble it and pose it because that won't be how it lives in my house. But I have seen some amazing photos of other people that have more energy to do these things than I do. So hmm. I love this line. This is, uh, you know, we, we haven't had a bunch of releases for a while. We've had the Superman and Lois two pack, but not any news of the super anim- Superman animated full online. We saw pictures around Toy Fair that were only up for a moment um, of a couple of Justice League Unlimited figures that then were taken down. Um, so they, they haven't been announced. Um, they, they were in collector-friendly packaging, so I really want them. I hope they're coming. But I think a sculptor let them out of the bag when they didn't, and then didn't get announced, but you can search the web if you want to find those. Um, and DC Collectibles, if you're listening, I would be all over those like a rash um, and buy them all. In fact, I would buy two <laughs> of each. If you make them, please do it, please. You've please, please. <laughs> got that in, uh, well, not writing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I am, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I would feel like it was a no brainer, but then this is DC Collectibles, great counselor of great toy lines. Yes. Talking about, so who knows? <laughs> so, Dolly rating. If, it, if I'm just talking sculpt and inclusions, etc., then it's, it's a hot 10, like it's not even a close, a close 10. You know, what weight should ease of use and assembly? place on the dolly rating opinions um mm. i think it has to it has to take off a point or two and i think ben and i are going to talk about this um when we have our, our little conversation um because i feel that's a problem that we have probably both encountered with what we have um all right so yeah i would say that probably takes you down to an eight or a nine yeah yeah i mean part of me thinks that if it's a little bit difficult to get together but it's because it's robust uh, and, and you know, it helps with the, that sort of structural integrity. And uh, But if it's just a, an absolute pain in the butt and it doesn't really serve a, a main a purpose other than the fact that it was probably badly engineered, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, as an example, with the left hand, I still cannot get that to just sit in firmly without being able to see a tiny little bit of the, the peg. Um, yeah. Yep. And, I, and, I, and I feel, oh, it just came out while I was trying to bend it. So... Which means I can't artic- I can't articulate it, um, and yeah. I just I had that feeling as I was trying to kind of force it in of like oh this is going to break and you know we have shavings and things and I mean I understand like these come out of molds and they're mass produced and you know what can we do like not even slave labor people will sit and boil and pop everything for you right like it's uh, um, and nor should they be expected to. Bad enough they're sitting working in warehouses that could explode at any moment. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to go nine. I feel like you know, it's, it's an amazing thing, but I, there has to be a point off for you know, playability issues um, and first world problems. Um, the, there are, the, the, I've got one or two little paint blemishes on mine, but I've also had to faff around with it exceptionally to get this in, and so I can't be sure that they were there when we started. Um, so... It's a nine out of ten. I'm sorry, that was a more disjointed and rambling toy of the week than I normally <laughs> deliver. 
but <laughs> I, I feel like disjointed and rambling uh, are great representations of my current state of mind, and it was probably fun to listen to. So there you go. The end. <laughs> ah, that was excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Scotty. That was most entertaining. We're going to take a bit of a break now, and then we're going to come back with an, the return of an AFB classic. What is this bizarro world? So a while ago, we did a bit of a change up of the format of the show, and we have been going for 320 episodes, so you know it's it's kind of fun to play around. But it was also partly just to make the production and construction of the show a little bit uh, less time consuming and still get the same kind of enjoyment. And we've had really positive feedback about that. Um, there were a couple of regular segments that we um, lost in that. Um, one was Name That, which is the wonderful uh, piece that John did, which was kind of coming to an end of how many you know different things can you do. Um, um, that's actually found a new life on our Instagram. Um, and our... Uh, friend Luke who runs Instagram. Um, well, not all of Instagram, I should clarify. That would be great if he did. Damn it. Um, I know. Darn it. Um, maybe the shares he probably aren't <laughs> worth anything. And, but he runs our AFB Instagram account. And he's actually running a AFB um, name that Instagram version, which is cool. Um, but probably the one that we've had the most feedback about, including from our friend Brandon Whitmore on Facebook, the other day was red carded and uh, we red carded is a segment that we use to uh, give a boo, a hiss, a no, no, a frown um, to something bad or dumb in the toy industry. And we gave that a rest from the regular rotation, partly because we didn't want to be just saying poo pooing things for the sake of having something for the segment. And I explained that on, on Facebook the other week. Um, but lo and behold, um, Ben, it would be disappointing after all that if we didn't have one, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> and so that is to explain why we're never doing it again. No. Um, the Ben has a red card, and so I'm going to let Ben talk. Hooray! Over to me. All right, well, <clears throat> going through some of the uh, solicitations, uh, as I am wont to do, I came across uh, the solicitation for a new line of figures from Gentle Giant. Now, Gentle Giant have announced their new Marvel Mini Heroes, and they have kicked off with Wave 1, which features Thanos, Spider-Gwen, Iron Man, and Deadpool. And these Marvel Mini Heroes, straight from the covers of Marvel Comics, come the gentle giant toys line of Mini Heroes animated markets. These high-grade PVC mini statues feature fun, stylized versions of your favorite Marvel heroes and villains on whimsical base environments. Each character is taken from a 2D comic book image and translated into adorable 3D for your collection. Now, you might think, okay, what's the great big deal about that? And uh, for the price of just $12.99, it sounds like a bit of a steal. Now, <clears throat> I managed to find one solicitation that actually listed that the uh, first figure in the line uh, being Thanos uh, is around three to three and a half inches tall. And I took one look at them and thought, wow, this is uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a raw deal because... 
these figures are based on the work of Scotty Young, not that it's actually mentioned anywhere, but um, they are actually based on his artwork. And they are actually reused moulds. So, like from the uh, original Gentle Giant um, animated statues. So, some number of episodes ago, I reviewed the Captain America animated statue, which uh, oh. I thought was actually quite cute. Uh, it was a porcelain statue of uh, Captain America with that big, cheesy, Scotty Young grin on his face. Um, they retail for about 65 American dollars. Uh, and for the most part, I thought it was actually a really, really fun figure, but I thought the paint um, was what let it down. Uh, you could really sort of see where some of those bleeds of you know colours came together. And so lo and behold, Gentle Giant decided to just reuse them and bring them out as PBC figures for one-fifth of the price, uh, which I actually think is a bit of a raw deal for those people who have uh, actually invested in the higher-end line, uh, which, you know, obviously at $65 a figure, they're quite a few in. I think they're even this week they solicited the Venom um, statue in this line. So to then kind of you know, kick the stool out from under those collectors that have been committing to this sort of line at 65 American dollars each to bring out a, a cheaper version um, of said line made in, in PBC for just twelve ninety nine. I think is, um, I don't know, I think that was kind of a, a bit of a cheap thing to do, really. So I, I saw the solicit announcement about this, but I didn't kind of engage with it enough to see that it was – like the same molds or the same style. I mean, I knew, I knew, I could see yeah. it was based on that, but I didn't realize that they were actually the same, you know, poses, etc. I thought they were just different. That they were different. Well, I, I can't guarantee that they're the same molds, but they're the exact same pose. So, wow. the, um, you know, the Thanos playing with the yo-yo. Um, Deadpool has the the suction cup darts, you know, stuck on his head, etc. So. Um, Certainly from a control artwork point of view, it is the exact same pose in every conceivable way. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that perhaps they've shrunk them down slightly, but I, I can't get any details on the size. But regardless, they're, they're going to be so close in size to the other ones that, yeah, I still think that's a bit of a, a raw deal, reusing that that same kind of, well, you know, mould, sculpt, whatever you, you want to call it, to produce a, a, a cheaper line of figures. Hmm. And look, it's a it's a fine line, isn't it? Because I think that the um, what digital sculpting has done is allowed repurposing in different forms, whether it be scale or material, etc. And DC Collectibles, you know, certainly has made the most of this. They will take sculpts and then re reissue them at different scales or um you know in, in with slight variations um and yeah. you know it's but not you know, i think there's a difference between doing that and, and and again you know i can't we can't say that these are exactly the same um the but to do something that is like it seems like it's pretty much in the same scale well, uh, a certain the problem is in terms of the um, you know the heights that are listed. The the figures vary significantly in terms of the heights. So um, Gwen is obviously a lot uh, 
a lot smaller than, say, Iron Man, who is is extended right out and has the flames underneath him, etc. So, um, I don't know. I mean, you can have a look at the the link I've included in the script, um, but you know, I, I really. I think if the higher end ones had much better paint and they kind of did the, you know, we've scaled them down by 25 to 30% and then they'll, they'll be sort of mass produced and, and so the paint won't be quite as good uh, and really differentiated them from the statue line, I'd probably feel a little bit better. But, you know, I don't know. It still feels like a bit of a raw deal to me given that, you know, the paint on my Captain America wasn't that good to begin with. Um, you know, I feel like I've kind of overpaid for Captain America if they're just going to bring him out in this line at twelve ninety nine. Um, and, and there's not a huge amount of difference. And, I mean, you know, I can understand, say, um, DC Direct back in the day released kind of the mini statues. They were still made of porcelain. They were still limited edition. They were just smaller for a fraction of the price, which was, um, you know, a, a great way to differentiate it from, you know, that that larger, um, I guess, parent statue. But, you know, we don't see Sideshow releasing their quarter-scale statues in one-eighth scale made from PVC um, you know, and making the most of that sculpt. So, yeah, a bit, bit disappointing for me, I think. Oh. I, I sort of expect oh. a bit better from Gentle Giant. They are doing some clever things, but, um, yeah, this one just feels like a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of an underhanded thing to do. So, Gentle oh. Giant, you're getting our, well, red card of the week, red card of the episode, red card of the month. You know, who's to say? Red card of the year. <laughs> yeah, could be. Could a, very well be. Um, a gold placage. <laughs> Uh, return red card. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So boo to you. Boo to you. Yeah. I'll be very interested to see. I'm sure that if there are like significant differences between this and the statue, that will get mail. Um, the but I'll be interested to see some side by sides when they come out because I, I when those the statues were first solicited, just from I guess you know pictures without. A helpful, you know, sideshow apple next to them, um, or yeah. a, uh, and also just for the price, I was when I saw them, I was surprised by how small they were, um, and yeah. so you know, with this when they say mini mini heroes animated, you know, the maquettes, it's kind of like, well, how much smaller can they be? Unless they're like, you know, like mini, um. Yeah, mystery yeah. Size. Had, if they're mystery mini, that's size, yeah. That's what I envision them probably being a little bit smaller. So if they were maybe half a size, I'd feel considerably better. But uh, yeah, it's we'll have still to wait and see. Off, though, if it's basically the same pose well, and stuff, I think it, it is. I'm a bit disappointed in that. I, yeah, so I would have preferred that the uh, the porcelain ones actually be bigger. Then and then you go ahead and release these sort of tiny little you know uh, mystery mini sized ones. So. Mm. Yeah, well, Disappointing. Worthy to talk about. Worthy to talk about. And if you have a different view, or maybe if you pick up this uh, when it comes out and you can compare it to the others, send us a photo. Send us, uh, if you have hate mail, send it to Plan Banter at um, Twitter. But um, there you go. And uh, while we let General Giant lick its wounds, we'll take a short break and come back with our discussion topic of the week and break something else down. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. 
X-Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X-Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, when we say toy breakdown, we should it really should be toy breakdown asterisk, and then at the <laughs> bottom it says no toys will actually be broken unless we get really mad, uh, or Ben has too much trouble with technology. Skype, Dan. <laughs> if we ever do a toy breakdown of Skype, then there could be actual breaking. Right? <laughs> this yes. is where we, yeah, we go. We go in depth, is what we're saying, and tonight. Ben and Adam have been talking about this for ages and waiting for one of them to right. get it because one already had it, and they'll tell the whole story, I'm sure. And so I can't wait to hear all about it. Over you go, dudes. Well, thank you very much, sir. Uh, well, if you've listened to even 5% of uh, all the Action Figure Blues podcast episodes, you will no doubt have uh, heard Adam wax lyrical about the various Bandai SH figure arts Dragon Ball line. Uh, he has reviewed pretty much every figure, I think, so far, and uh, I eventually uh, slipped on uh, something and, and fell down that uh, that slippery slope and have... Uh, glad that I did, actually, because um, uh, a very fun line to collect. And uh, as time has gone on, we've uh, managed to get most of the main characters, but now, when was it, Adam? It was probably oh, two or even three years ago at one of the, the big conventions. They displayed a, a number of figures with no clear indication that they would actually be released at all. Um, so whether they were gauging people's reaction uh, to see how much interest there was. Uh, and uh, fortunately, uh, Bandai have actually gone on to make said figures, including Kid Goku, who we'll uh, get to in good time. But for this episode, we are going to talk about Shenron. And uh, for those people who don't really follow along with Dragon Ball Z, uh, it's actually pretty straightforward. Uh, we have Dragon Balls, uh, oddly enough, sort of uh, tennis ball-sized stones, and they uh, they exist all over the earth. And if you manage to get all of those uh, stones together, um, it summons the great dragon uh, Shenron, who will grant you a wish. Um, how am I going so far, Adam? Yep, you're spot on. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, of course, um, you know, in terms of releasing Dragon Ball characters as uh, figure arts, it's all fairly straightforward. Uh, most of them are sort of reasonably well proportioned to each other. You know, Kid Goku being uh, the smallest, going right up to Broly, who uh, Adam uh, covered some time back, who is uh, rather large, as is Nappa. And for the most part, you know, all, all within sort of um, scalable display size. Now, um, the announcement that Shenron was uh, a possibility had a lot of people intrigued, mainly because he is a giant uh, Western dragon. And 
sorry, an, an Eastern dragon, Eastern I should dragon. say. Uh, yeah, he's an Eastern dragon. Um, and it's kind of hard to say how big he is when they summon him. It's kind of a big deal. You know, the skies go black and the earth shakes and he comes out and talks in deep rumbling tones and all that sort of stuff. And you kind of get the impression that, you know, if you could measure him, he'd probably be a couple of kilometres long because he's uh, he's a rather big chap. And uh, I, I think he's depicted an, um, a number of – I don't think he's ever shown consistently – He's rather a big lad. So, you know, look, if we were actually going to get a figure art scale Shenron, he'd probably be somewhere in the vicinity of 50 metres long uh, in figure art scale. So uh, we certainly weren't going to get anything in in uh, proportion to the rest of the characters we've received. However, figure arts have decided to give it a go. Uh, and as I mentioned, we did get a, a peek at this figure some years ago and, and people have been sort of champing at the bit ever since, hoping that we will um, finally get this into production. And uh, here it is. And, Adam, that packaging, um, you know, as a, a figure arts collector, it's pretty exciting to take out of a box and, 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 and actually hold it in your hand because it's, it's probably it's what about – it's probably four figure arts boxes, if not five, in, in volume. It's a, it's, a, it's a big box. A big yeah, box. It's, it's like a foot and a half long. <clears throat> it is. I think it's, it would be um, – of all the figure arts, monster arts um, – Robot Spirits one, it's the biggest, and that's including the Godzilla, and that was huge because of Godzilla's tail. Yeah, I think um, I think it's um, I think it's Biolante or Biolante, who's a, a giant figure in in the Monster Arts range. But what's actually pretty cool about this is it comes in that sort of standard um, Dragon Ball figure art styling. Most figure arts boxes have that kind of common look and feel about them. So even though this box is actually hugely proportioned compared to, say, a normal Dragon Ball character, um, there's no doubting what it is. Like, it would stand out on the shelf pretty easy um, and, you know, you, you don't um, miss that Bandai logo and it's got that sort of very much got that figure arts feel to it. So getting down to it, um, look, you know, not much to talk about here in terms of um, the way it's packaged. You, you pop open the, the window box from one end and you slide out the tray, and, and it is a rather large tray. It kind of reminds me of kind of the, the Hot Toys size tray, you know, with that giant over um, the, the clamshell that goes over the top. And uh, there's many parts. Uh, poor old Shenron is, uh, is in many parts. And has to be assembled. Now, I mentioned that he is an Eastern dragon, uh, which means, you know, he's very much got that Oriental look. So he's got the incredibly long serpentine uh, body with, um, you know, his back legs, you know, two thirds of the way down the body. Uh, he's got the sort of strange kind of almost deer antlers and the, the big sort of catfish whiskers out the side. So very much that, that Oriental looking dragon. So, Adam, getting this guy together. Uh, yeah, that was a challenge. <laughs> Um, so I managed to do it. There's one segment of his body that doesn't seem to like to go in, and it's the um, segment that has the hind arms. That segment doesn't like to sit and stay in properly when you start rotating the body around to try and twist it up. Yes. Um, the rest, the rest went together fairly well. The whiskers were a bit confusing, um, and. So I was saying to Ben before, it's not often that I have to actually read the instructions for how to play with my dollies. Um, <laughs> occasionally on some of the, the Pat Labor stuff, I just go, what is that part meant to be? That's just one of the accessories, but not the main figure itself. And um, the whiskers is where I really had to start paying attention to what I was doing because 
Uh, as the instructions will tell you, the thin-ended whisker goes in his right in the right side of his face, and the thick-ended whisker goes in his left side of his face. And I'm just like, um, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at this carefully. Damn it! Yes. But yeah, it, it's not the easiest or not the best thing to assemble. Um, and that's before you try and actually display it. Yes. So he does come in several pieces uh, and he has to be uh, obviously assembled by, you know, clicking those pieces in together. Uh, one of the things I actually worked out quite quickly, and uh, this is tips for, for new players uh, at home, is he he doesn't have that traditional sort of, um, you know, Eastern dragon wings or anything like that but he has a series of uh, sort of spikes or spines running down his back along the ridge of his back all the way along his body right to the tip of his tail, and they're bloody sharp. So um, when you're holding two of these pieces and you're trying to jam them together um, in order to assemble this guy, you've really got to be careful how you hold it because if you're suddenly putting pressure on those little spiky bits, um, you know, you can actually get a bit of a, a surprise when, uh, you know, one of them digs into you. So... So yes, it, look. I mean, it, it's there's no sort of trick to really assembling him in terms of putting the pieces together. It, it's pretty obvious which piece goes into which piece. I didn't actually have to sort of sit there and you know end up with his tail attached to his head or anything like that. They all go together quite quickly. Um, but what you do realise is there is actually a, a crap load of articulation, which each, yeah. with each of these segments with uh, the head actually having the the high or the the head and sort of upper neck have the highest amount of articulation because um, whereas most of the body parts, um, as you sort of head down to the, the sort of upper arms uh, onwards, they they have joints in them where, where the where the pieces meet, but the the upper head and neck actually has multiple segments and each one has an articulated um, piece in it. So you, that's where you actually get the most bang for your buck in terms of actually you know being able to pose this guy because um, you really do get some great sort of flexible movement in twisting it around, which is actually kind of good because um, he doesn't sit particularly well on his own. Uh, I don't know about you, Adam, but I, I got him sort of assembled first and went, oh, okay, look, he's all together and, you know, I can start to sort of play with this figure a bit and uh, I'll just sit him aside while I work out the base and then he kind of collapses in a screaming heap. And then I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll, I'll sit him up and I'll, I'll move this bit over here a bit and I'll twist this up here and I'll... I'll try and rebalance the height, and then I let go, and then he just crumpled in a heap again. Um, yeah, so that, that summarises my experience. <laughs> so yeah, I think that the the top half of the figure does have some pretty serious weight to it when you just sort of move it around, um, and, and even now I, I just sort of moved him a little bit, and then he just collapsed in a heap again. Now I, I think um, you know you you really have no choice but to use the 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 base. To uh, or the figure stand, as it were, to get the most out of this figure. Um, certainly, the the posing that they have managed to achieve on the box is quite fantastic. There's some really groovy poses that have that kind of you know looking down at you uh, from above kind of thing, and you really can only achieve that by you know using the stand. And uh, I was also quite pleased to find that he has uh, an articulated jaw as well. He does, so, which is pretty good. The other thing, I guess, about putting some of these segments together um, that makes them stick a bit better, the pegs that go into the different segments actually have notches that show you, and so does the joint that it goes into. And if you're paying attention and you get it in the right direction, you'll go in and get a better hole. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's another little tip there. 
Now, trying to describe the size of this guy is a bit weird. And I noticed on the solicitation for him, they said, oh, you know, he's 30 centimetres tall. And I thought, I don't know how you get that. You know, does that mean <laughs> that the, 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 the nominal pose that you can achieve on the box um, uh, uh, you know, means that he's roughly 30 centimetres tall. But honestly, I, I think if you could actually straighten this figure out and, and lay him in a straight line, he'd probably be somewhere in the vicinity of, you know, 80 or 90 centimetres long. Like, you know, I was, I've got a um, flexible tape measure here and I was roughly running it along his body and, you know, I easily got to 80 centimetres um, and that's conservative. So, uh, so he is actually quite large, but... But sort of posing him as you do on the box um, seems to really take away from that that length. You've got so many sort of twists and turns that he's really not that tall. You're probably only looking at, you know, between 10 and 12 inches in a, in a nominal pose. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so yeah, so, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in two minds. I, I'm, I'm focusing right now on the scale. And, you know, I think it's it's pretty awesome what Bundai have actually achieved, but I'm kind of looking at this figure going, you know, he, he is amazing, but I kind of feel like I would have been happy to pay twice as much to get twice as much dragon. Um, this guy retails for around 90 US dollars, which is probably double what an average Dragon Ball figure arts figure is. But I think, you know, in order to really do this character justice, I think, you know, even bigger is better. And, and I'm wondering... If you know the, the the normal figures are a, a pretty decent price point anyway, being double what uh, you know a Marvel Legends figure is, and and so would fans be prepared to commit more for more? Uh, and, and I'm certainly in that camp. I think I would have happily gone for a, a bigger dragon for more money. The question then would have been, where on earth are you going to display him? <laughs> well, like, look, so Wellington yeah. to say, you know, uh, yeah, look, I'll pay. Twice as much for twice as much dragon, but where on F are you going to put that thing? As I've always said, space is for the weak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking to the wrong person there, Adam. This is the guy that, you know, bought, has you be able the to... life-size Hellboy bust. <laughs> yeah, I get it. it, it... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this there is, is that. Like, I, I, I... <clears throat> That's a tomorrow <laughs> problem. <laughs> space. So that's a... <laughs> That's it. Spaces for the week. So, um, look, in terms of sculpt, I think you know they've certainly done a fantastic job. The the individual scaling uh, on the top half of his body um, is really quite amazing. Whoever's you know had to sit there and use that uh, one particular tool um, to just do it over and over again is quite good. I think the way they've you know created the whiskers and, and things like that is fantastic. Um, there's some very basic sculpting on the bottom of his body. He's got that sort of almost snake-like ridges along the body, and then of course you know you've got the the, the full articulation in the arms too. So it, it's kind of you know he's got these tiny little arms which look a bit weird, but then once you actually you know ignore the the giant segments of the body and start playing with the arms, um, there's actually some pretty groovy articulation going on in there as well. So uh, I, I don't know how many articulation points there are, but uh, we'd be looking at uh, at quite a few. So it's uh, yeah, quite quite impressive. Um, he is cast in green plastic, and then he's obviously highlighted with various colours. Um, this is uh, this has actually resulted in what I consider to be the weakest part of, of this figure, and that is that 
He's green on top and he's yellow on the bottom. And to separate these two colours, they've actually used this kind of crimson piping um, to separate where the scales on the top uh, meet the, the sort of the softer underbelly. And for me, that piping, uh, which has been painted by hand, is actually really kind of eh. Um, you know, I can I can see some bleed uh, here and there, which I think is really quite poor uh, in the way they've done that. I don't know about yours, Adam. Whether um, I'm just looking at it now that you've pointed it out. Yeah, there's the bleed is more onto the scales than onto like the, I haven't got any bleed onto the belly. Yeah. Um, which is probably fine because if it was on the belly, you'd notice it. If it's on the scales, unless you've got it under a bright light and you're really looking for or you're really looking for it, you're not going to notice it um, at a glance because it, it just blends in in terms of shadowing because yeah. of the size of the figure. Yeah. So I, I, I'm perfectly okay with it being a little bit in terms of, of bleedy, like it's not the best thing ever, but it's not going to make me super upset. Yeah. Look, I think where they have uh, excelled with this figure uh, is the head. Um, the eyes are bright red. They've actually used a, a really high-gloss red in the eyes. It's not even really a red. It's a – gosh, it's it's borderline sort of pink, um, really. And uh, I think they've actually done a, a really, really good job. And the, the teeth obviously have the, the white applied to them, and there's been some really nice detail there. I haven't got any kind of slop at all with the white on the teeth, which is really nice. So – so I guess, you know, really when you're looking at a figure like this on the shelf, it is the head that, that stands out immediately and the fact that they've managed to sort of nail all the paint apps on that is really quite cool. So, yeah. and we, we've we got an accessory. Do you want to talk about that one? Mate, it's his balls. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we get to say that we've got, got a figure's balls, but we have Shannon's balls. Um, so this is actually the part that, like, it's good because it ties the figure together, but it's also the point at which it just becomes patently clear that the scale is a problem. So it is a ring of the seven Dragon Balls, and um, they're painted gold, which, okay, fine. It's the At that point in the uh, summoning activity, they, they are just joined together and they just glow, so you can't really see the individual stars in them. Um, sure, makes it easier to put together, fine. And they sit in a, um, a yellow, essentially glowing effect part base, which is just a, a pointy uh, piece of clear plastic with yellow and orange highlights painted on it. Uh, the way you know it's actually clear is if you look underneath, because otherwise it just looks like it's solid yellow with a bit of an orange highlight. And that's fine. But why, why I say that's where it becomes patently clear that the scale is wrong is, yeah. as Ben was saying, these are about a tennis ball-sized um, ball. And that's about what they are in scale to a Dragon Ball Z character. Yeah, yeah. So, but then the tail fits into, or basically, you put so the tail goes into that, and um, that's fine and all, but you aren't going to get a two-scale picture involving your figure arts um, humanoids plus your Shenron. Yeah, I think if you're looking for something to scale, you're better off grabbing um, a number of poppy seeds off of a bread roll and you know painting them, you know, orange. Uh, and that's probably a little bit better to scale. Um, one thing I actually quite liked was, uh, once again, you know, Bandai are quite good with um, providing uh, images on the box of the figure inside, and there's some really groovy, um, I guess, posing on the back where they've shown you what, you know, can achieve, you know, based on you know, if you're any good at posing. Um, but one of them actually shows them using the, uh, the Tamashi um, yellow thunder effect, 
which I think has uh, worked really, really well. And so if you're lucky enough to have one of those effects, you can actually stick that in here too. Uh, I, I think probably the main thing to note for me in, in sort of having a bit of a play and with so many segments in this figure and being as articulated as it is, um, I was getting some really crap poses out of it. I was just trying to get him to sit on the table sort of using his tail curled as a bit of a stand and getting him to sort of rise up out of that. And he keeps kind of just plonking over and, and looking really awkward like he's having a bad day. Uh, and, and so really I think you don't have much choice but to use the stand. You, you really have to, um, you know, if you want to make the most of getting this figure to look good, you, you need to get that stand out. And, and that's, I guess for me that's a little disappointing because then I think you are actually starting to limit what you can do with him. Sure, the pose on the back looks absolutely amazing and, and I'm obviously going to try and mimic that um, because it just looks so good, but then it makes you realise that you're probably not going to get too many other great poses out of it because you do need this stand to achieve that. So, yeah, yeah. that's a, a, a yeah. disappointing and, and let's be honest, once you start playing around and trying to use the stand, it is god-awful to try and um, <laughs> balance him and wrap him around the, the different parts of the stand. So the stand, let's talk about that. It's a clear base. Um, ben will be super happy because it doesn't have Yay. any naming on it, so you have no <laughs> idea what the hell the character is. Yeah. Um, Snake Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah as opposed to... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! As opposed to all the characters standing around going, "Why does it say Dragon Ball Z? What's that?" You know, so <laughs> yeah, because they're reading um, the base. It'd be fine for Deadpool. He's happy breaking the third wall. True. True. Fourth wall. Um. So then there's a giant, big, solid piece of plastic that you, this is all clear plastic that you can use to balance his head. Um, and two smaller arms for the body segments. They have kind of little sliding, um, scale type pieces you can put the clip for holding the body or not really holding the body but resting the body parts on um and it's really it's just not like it's i don't know it's not the easiest thing to use um i feel like if they'd kept the main tall part and then just given a couple of um act four um let's say tamashi stage act four part like arms we could have gotten some better better options out of it yeah, I, I I keep coming back to what it must have taken to, to actually engineer this figure, like these guys sitting around going, how can we actually achieve, you know, this, this giant kilometre-long dragon and represent it um, in 3D as a as an articulated toy? And, and so I guess, you know, I think, you know, we really do have to give credit that they managed to achieve what they achieved. Um, but, you know, I, I still feel a little bit like... Uh, once I get this guy into that really cool pose like he is on the back of the box, he's never going to move again. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, I mean, there are some pretty cool statues out there uh, for Dragon Ball Z that include Shenron. I know one company um, made a statue and, you know, even coils, he's about four feet tall. Uh, and so, you know, if you were prepared to pay, you know, the, the 1500 US dollars, you'd have a, a pretty darn cool display for you you know, your Dragon Ball figures. So, look, I feel like I've been uh, a bit down on this because I think it really is an amazing piece of engineering. Um, but, uh, look, I'm, I'm glad I've got him. And, you know, the more I sort of sit here moving his neck around all those really cool points of articulation, the more I'm enjoying it. So I think once I do actually get him sort of set up and, and looking pretty groovy with the, the rest of the gang, I'm going to like him, you know, more and more as I, I walk past. So, yeah, so, yeah I think... 
I'm going to say, you know, well done, Bundai. Um, I do appreciate them starting to think out of the box a bit more. Um, you know, for a while there, it seemed like all we ever got was the, you know, the the super science, science, super, super, super science, super version of the character that we got the super, super science, science, super, you know, the month before. But, um, you know, in in, in recent months, say all that. Thank they've you very much. Like, really just- started cranking out those. <laughs> That's not just getting, you know. Isn't it amazing? We're reviewing. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're reviewing a, a figure arts Dragon Ball figure, and uh, Scotty didn't have to say, you know, Super Saiyan once. So, yeah, <laughs> very sad. Yeah. PTSD withdrawal after. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I, I'm really appreciative that we are starting to get the rest of the characters, like, uh, you know, Yamcha, Tian Shen, um, uh, and uh, and of course Bulma is on her way as well. Instead of just getting you know the same characters over and over again, so um, I, I do think this is actually a welcome addition to the line. And, and I think as time goes on, I'm just going to enjoy this figure a, a lot more. Yeah, I, I'm I'm similarly like I'm impressed with the size of it. I'm impressed with what they've done. Um, I think even when they solicited it, it was a little bit concerning about how they were going to get all the coiling to work and how that would actually be your ability to pose it. But, you know, sure, it pretty much works. Um, the scale is a bit of an issue, but I think the way I intend to get around that is really just to probably put it up on some fishing line and su- suspend it above the rest of the characters yeah, yeah. Um, and then just do away with this horrible stand and put it back in the box. Um, I don't, true, true. I don't feel like, like I've got enough space that I can do that. So yes, all spaces for the week. Um, <laughs> He's learning. I have, an, I have enough space that I can actually use fishing line to suspend this guy, and it takes away the other part that I really don't like about the stand, which is it just it gets in the way. That, yeah. That's the the single worst part about the figure for mine is if you have to use a stand, the stand gets in the way, and it it just stands out and it's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to it. Um, you know, they've managed to keep the, I guess, the circumference of the base quite small, um, but it, it is still sort of rather large and, and bulky. So, yeah, the idea of him sort of hanging above is pretty cool because, you know, he does kind of get around more in the sky than he does on the ground. So, oh. yeah, yeah. But anyway, thanks, Bundo. We, we do appreciate you uh, you trying and, uh, yeah, please keep it up. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, well done, guys. That was a, a great breakdown. We will take a short break and come back with some feedback before we finish up this episode. Well, we'd love hearing from you, and you can write to us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com you can tweet at us at afblues you can post on our facebook page you can visit us on instagram and play our new instagram name that you can uh put a letter in a bottle and pop it in the ocean and maybe we'll find it one day Uh, but we prefer (laughs) one of the other methods and we have a facebook note and a tweet to read out tonight and ben you are going first 
I do indeed. This one comes from a good friend of AFB, Frankie French, and she says, hi, guys, just currently catching up, up to episode 308, for shame, I know, but just wanted to give a big thumbs up and thank you for the shout out. Sorry it's taken so long for me to hear them, but do really appreciate the well wishes from the past few episodes. So, yay, we love you, Frankie. Hey, very good. Very good. And Adam, you have a tweet to tweet. I do. Mephitsu Archives, um, not to be confused with with Mephisto (laughs) or anyone like that. Um, Mephitsu Archives says, latest show alleviated my Monday drive and I now need those Black Panther figures. Keep up the good work. Um, Which is awesome because, let's be honest, if you've got enough time to listen to a whole one of our shows during a a drive to work, you definitely need all the help you can get. Uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> i'm with you mephisto i'm a long drive to work person and podcasts keep me uh from experiencing road rage so they keep other people I, I, uh, I do love how we can talk people into things it's great that we can yeah. you know wax lyrical about something with uh with, with so, you know with so much love and joy that other people go yeah, yeah they do actually sound pretty cool and then go out and buy them because we're like literally the worst people to talk to if you need to be talked out of something like that yeah. <laughs> how many times has that happened where scott's Always gone bad. i don't want this do i and i'm going of course you do <laughs> that's right it's like, it's like you know if, if i if i legit thought i really really need to not buy this I then would be the last person that I would text for. He's he's the bad angel. Yeah. Do we need to set up like like a a telecast with um, Gruen Transfer or someone to talk about how podcasts about things can lead you to buy things? Oh, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, I think that that um, some people are slow. Like you know, they are. Not slow. Some people are slow. That could really be taken out of context, couldn't it? Um, some people have more self-control, and yeah. so they need to listen to something to then go, "Yeah, I, you know, okay, that's worth it." You know, and that—that's one of the reasons why shows like this exist and that people listen to them is, uh, you know, of course, it, you know, it's mostly for our magnetic personalities, um, but of course, it, yeah, and um, but it can also be. I just want to kind of know what other people think about something before I spend my hard earned on it. And we're happy to road test things for you. That's right. And I mean, look for 300 plus episodes, we have remained legit. Um, You know, this is not one of those shows where we review something and, you know, give it a glowing review because it's been provided to us uh, by a sponsor. Um, You know, anything that we've ever received for free, we've actually given away as prizes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so, you know, if if we give it a 10 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10, it's because it's what we legitimately think. So, yep. True, man. True, true. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. And I reckon we should do it again. We should indeed. Yeah. Wait, we're going to go all the way back to the start with the the Skype issues and everything. No, I don't want to do that. That's just a given, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I've got a new job to do tonight, which is to work out how, because I'm staying in you know, this hotel, and I need to work out how to um, keep them from rearranging everything. Every time I come back in, they put all the remotes <laughs> back in weird places and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, just where I need it. Why are you doing this? Yeah, so I left it yeah. there, so I know it's there. I know. Just write them a note. I've had so much effort, and you know, I'm not looking for practical uh, suggestions right now. Don't logic me. I'm you know, trying, 
trying to hatch a sinister plot. Okay, well, in that case, do something like do a poo on the middle of the floor and or just inside the doorway. Just Too inside much. the doorway, they'll see Too it. Much. And they'll go, I'm wow. Talk about like from zero to 100. You know, there's like, yeah. you know, there's definitely. You know, I have no middle speed. Uh, I, I, I know this exactly. This is like why I'm asking the wrong person. It's like either this. complete Sheldon level logic or um, just crazy man. <laughs> nothing else. There's clearly a point at the end of the episode where we just need to sign off and go oh, wait. before it just gets out of control. Gigantic oversight. When I did my review, I forgot to mention the inflatable duck dingy thing. I'll put a photo up on Facebook. I'm talking <laughs> That's about a the good Joker, idea. by the way. Okay. All right. I hope we should All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. And for this episode, Scotty is taking it away. Taking it away? I'm taking it away, man. Take it away. (laughs) Okay, I'll take it away. Uh, Oh, actually, I'm going to belch first. (laughs) Wow. I haven't done that for a while either. Okay. Professional to the end. I came straight. <laughs> like, I just, because like, I just had a sip of Pepsi and then I was like, oh, damn it, it's coming. Um, okay, I might edit that out. Here we go. In- <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of you. <laughs> <laughs>